Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome, everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I've originally Pastor Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome. Yeah, appreciate your hosting this, Will. Mike, one of my favorite TV shows of the past number of years is called Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Don't, have you seen that? Or do you know of Bear? Yep. Yes. Yep. yep I've Pretty seen entertaining. They are. For our listeners, in case they don't know who he is, Bear is a famous adventurer known for his courageous adventures into the wild. And in this show, he takes celebrities out into nature and they face all sorts of dangers and challenges. But for me, the common theme that has stood out has always been a one of faith, actually, that they have to trust Bear knows best. You know, sometimes trusting him with their very lives. I mean, either abseiling down the edge of a cliff face or eating some nasty bug because it has good protein content. So (laughs) whatever it is, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But this past Sunday, Mike, you had us thinking about faith and you taught from Luke 7, where Jesus encounters a centurion. And Jesus says something quite remarkable where he says, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel, which when you think about it with a centurion and everything, I'm sure some jaws were dropping yeah, at that point. Yeah, that's a profound statement. <laughs> amazing, amazing. But I want to start by thinking about some common misconceptions about faith. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, how do we go about defining faith? Um, yeah, all those things. Yeah, I think faith, there are there are some misconceptions around it. And, and some of those come from just things we encounter on a daily level. I think one is expectations that we have for life. The expectation that... Life is going to go the way that I want it to go. And if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, well, all of a sudden I start questioning faith um, mm. because, well, it's, I'm not having my expectations met. I, I look here in, in this passage, the centurion's servant was sick. Jesus didn't blame the servant. Uh, it goes back Genesis 3. We call it the fall. God created. It, it was perfect without sin. Sin enters Pain is now part of the normal experience. And so mm. from expectations, uh, faith doesn't mean that I'm not going to have challenges and difficulties in life. No, we are. So th- that would be one misconception, mm-hmm. I think, that would be there with faith. Another one is you look at this passage in particular, and he asked, asked. I think that that's an important word there because today there's a movement where it's called prayer declaration. Mm. And I'm going to declare this to happen. Mm. And basically, I'm going to tell God what to do. It would be another way to phrase that. Right. That's not what we see here, and that's not what we see throughout the Bible. Rather, it's asking. So that's what faith is, too. Faith is um, asking. It's not telling God. It's not demanding God. We're not God. It's faith that He is and that we can trust Him and His wisdom uh, in whatever the situation is that we're experiencing. So expectations, asking. I think a third misconception with faith is that faith is about the amount of my faith. If I can just muster up enough faith, then I'll get what I want. 
No, that, that's not what we see as the central issue of faith. Rather, the issue is not the amount of my faith. The issue is the object of my faith. Much more significant. The object of my faith, what am I putting my faith in or who am I putting my faith in, is way more important than the amount of faith that I'm putting in. So, um, you know, an example, uh, maybe you're familiar a month or so ago in Philadelphia, I-95 bridge collapses. Mm. All right, that happened years ago in, in Minneapolis and happened just the, this summer in Philadelphia. Now think about that. If we take that as an illustration, people who were driving, commuting in to, to the office that day, they had full faith that that bridge was going to hold. They had so much faith in that bridge, they probably didn't even cross their mind right. uh, that it was not going to be able to to last as they drove through it. It doesn't matter how much or what amount of faith the people that were driving on that bridge had. That really wasn't an issue. The issue wasn't the amount of their faith. The issue was the integrity of that bridge. Mm. So we connect that, what that means spiritually. Well, it's not about the amount of my faith. It's about the credibility of the source of my faith. Yeah, it's good. Um, big difference. Mm-hmm. And and we look at that and say, well, um, who is my faith in? And we can have varying degrees of faith. We have I have faith in my spouse. I have faith in my parent. I have faith in a friend. God, he's at a whole different tier. In terms of the integrity of the object of our faith, there's none like God who, who has the credibility and the integrity to be worthy uh, of our faith. So it's about the object that we're putting our faith in. And we're saying as followers of Jesus, well, that's God. And he's got a lot of reason to be able to say, my faith is credible in him. Yeah, I love that. Those are super helpful. Do you know what I think is interesting about faith, Mike, is sometimes we can talk about it as like a commodity, like for people of the faith, you know? Mm. And it's almost like faith becomes, I believe certain things are true. You know, I believe these certain things, the, the, the statement of the Christian faith, I believe those things are true. What seems interesting to me, though, is when we find ourselves in circumstances when those things are really tested then sometimes those things are really shaken. When actually, when you think about what faith is, faith is, it's about trust. And so it's funny to think that when we talk about having faith or or the faith, be aware that that shows up most clearly in the seasons of difficulty. Like that's when the rubber hits the road. I often think of it this way. It's like, with faith, sometimes it's like building a boat on the beach and we look at it and say, well, there's my faith. You know, there's the faith. I'm, I'm a Christian. I be- I'm part of the Christian faith. But actually, really, you don't know if the boat's going to float until it's in the water mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe the waves are crashing against it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good illustration. Yeah. So I, I just think naturally nobody likes to go through difficult times and difficult seasons but often that's where our faith is not only tested, but reinforced and strengthened. I mentioned Bear Grylls at the start of the show. Those people at the beginning say, they get off the helicopter, Bear, I trust you. Trust you, Bear. And then they get to a cliff face and they're hanging off the cliff face and Bear has it tied to a tree. And and they're like, are you sure this is going to, you know, that's where the rubber hits the road. They can talk about faith all day. 
But in that circumstance, that's where faith is tested and it's where it's reinforced. And at the end of the show, you can see that they their relationship with Bear is different, you know, because they've actually that faith has been worked out in real life practically. Be aware that true faith is that which is tested. Yeah, that's really good. And that is when it's when you're going through times when you don't know how it's gonna end, you don't know the answer. That's when faith is needed. And I'll go back to the the faith in what? Well, faith Mm -hmm. in God. What about God? Faith that God is good. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't see it right now, even though I don't understand it right now, even though I'm not really sure how or where he's working, I believe that he is. Uh, My faith is in him. My faith is that even though I don't see his hand at this particular moment, I believe he's still in this. So, Mike, in your sermon, you asked the following question, and you said, when you're faced with a problem, what do you do? And it's quite a telling question, actually, I think, for for being honest, because you think of most of us straight away would go to prayer, inviting God into our problems, but that's not always the case. So, Mike, why do you think prayer is so often an afterthought for people, particularly in the face of, of challenging situations? Yeah, and and count me in the group that finds that kind of conflicting. yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm with you. <laughs> you no, know, it's like we asking for a friend. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we we can phrase it that way. I would like to be able to thank my initial knee jerk first reaction to a problem or a difficult situation is to go to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. No, and, and and I think probably the reason when you ask the question for me is because I, I I'm wired to fix things, mm-hmm. and so my initial reaction is okay. There's a problem. What can I do? How can I fix this? Uh, rather than the initial turning to God. And, you know, this is the classic marriage issue. How many times in marriage is a conflict having something to do with um, my tendency I want to fix? Um, you know, I, I think probably we had more of these earlier in marriage. I think we're learning a little bit more about how to handle it. Sarah had a bad day. Um, difficult person that that she's working with. So she comes home and she starts sharing about this. And you know, great. You know, I'm listening, and then I'm I'm thinking, and I'm formulating in my mind. And when she she pauses, I'm like, okay, hey, well, have you done this? Mm. Have you actually talked to that person? Have you actually confronted that person? Mm. Have you actually gone to them? And I've got the answers. And, and her thought was. Yeah, I know that is, is mm, her, right. her response. I don't need an answer right now. Yeah. I don't need you to fix that right now. I, I just want you to listen. And so we actually have times in uh, our conversations where we'll just flat out ask that, hey, do you, do you want a fix here? I have ideas. <laughs> I have thoughts. Or right, do you really, really just good. want me to listen? And we name yeah. that. And that has been helpful uh, marriage-wise. But I think that that same tendency that tendency to fix things is, is probably the same thing in life that gets me into problem-solving mode. Um, that's not bad. It's not evil. I think God created us. A lot of what life is about is finding ways to solve problems mm-hmm. and do those kind of things. God gave us a brain and ideas and experience, but he's saying, first, don't forget, tap into your biggest resource. That's me. Mm. There's a comforting thing as well. I think about just coming first to God. Uh, the verse, I think it's in, in one of the Psalms, you know, be still and know that I am God, has really been at the forefront of my heart and mind recently of just coming before the Lord and saying, whatever season that you're in, 
Be still before him and know that he is God. Alpha and Omega, God over history, sovereign, all-powerful, good. Like all of those things, I feel like that's almost like medicine that we need when we're in those seasons of, of real challenge. And then again, ask for his help and his strength. Again, we're coming back to faith, really and trusting that he is good and that he will intervene, that he will provide and and that kind of thing. But I, I'm the same boat as you. I mean, we've shared that, you know, we don't often go first to prayer. And part of that is because my brain is wired in an analytical way. And I actually enjoy problem solving. And it's funny, you know, even <clears throat> working at the church here, one thing I always, t- always talk about is being careful that you're not just following logic. Now, God has given us a brain and, you know, we, we're, we can use that and, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But we can, we can lean heavily on the logic or how we see things. But ultimately, I need to be leaning into the Lord and submitting to him. Don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he'll make your path straight. But it's, it's like the Lord first and then Lord lead me with, in my logic, my, my thinking. So that's been kind of helpful for me where I, I, you know, making that practice of coming to the Lord first and then thinking, okay. Or another way I've put it is, um, Lord, would you lead my instincts? Because sometimes we know that you have to make decisions on things. Somebody will come and say, well, what do you think about this or this or this? And you don't have time to go and go on a retreat. And like, you know, and so, um, in that sense, it's like, Lord, would you give me, give me your instincts? I am open to follow you and I want to follow you. I want to be faithful to what you want to do, but I don't always have like tons of time to do that. So, so it's another way of coming to him first in problems or challenges, whatever it might be. It's just not going into a closet for 30 minutes and praying about it. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I think some of that is like, you know, it's like kind of like you, you make a deposit in the bank and it's like it's there mm-hmm. uh, to draw on yep. at, at another time. And I think that that's kind of like with the relationship with God, um, our relationship with him is continual. Um, and you don't know exactly when you're going to need that or, or take the withdrawal, but I'd also call that wisdom and the mind of Christ. That's right. As we pursue him and follow him regularly, ordinary days when we're not facing these big problems and issues. Um, it's changing us. We're developing this, the wisdom. We're developing the mind of Christ so that when these situations come, yep, still valuable to pray, um, but not just like a break glass in case of emergency type of prayer. Mm. Um, hopefully you've been building into your relationship with God uh, consistently so that when those moments do come, that we do have wisdom, that we are already connected yep. with him, that he has kind of integrated his teachings and his wisdom into our thoughts and into our mind. That's really good, really helpful. So I want to finish by reading a quote from your message. You said, how easy it is to put our faith into the outcome we desire. How easy it is to put our faith into the outcome we desire. That phrase really stood out for me. So what exactly did you mean by that? Uh, Could you unpack that just a little bit? Yeah, I think it's significant to be able to assess when when it comes to faith what is my what is the outcome of the faith that I, that I'm looking toward uh, is my faith geared toward getting the outcome that I want or is my faith geared toward trusting god regardless of the outcome mm. that he's got the outcomes in his hand those are really different um mm. and 
it's a lot easier. And, and there are many times I'd prefer number one, where it's like, well, I, I know what outcome I want. And that is kind of what I'd like to see happen here. Um, but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about faith in God. It's okay. Things like I have faith in God. I have faith that God's going to provide a spouse for me. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where God promises that he's going to give every one of his followers a spouse. Mm. Jesus didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Paul didn't have one. That's, that's not a promise. Well, I, I have faith that God's going to get these bills paid. Again, don't see a promise in the Bible where mm-hmm. God says every single one of your bills, regardless of your lifestyle, is going to get paid. Um, I don't say, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get sick. I'm not gonna get this disease. I have faith that God's gonna protect me from that. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where God says I'm going to protect you from every sickness and every disease. So that's an outcome-based faith. Faith based in a result that I want, and the question that I ask on that is, is that really faith? What, what's it faith in? It's faith that I'm going to get the outcome that I want. That's not faith in God, uh, and, and then that's a pretty significant difference. It's a faith in my desire. It's kind of a form of wish fulfillment, of egocentrism. It's a, an outcome-based uh, faith, that I'm going to get the thing that I want, where what we see here is God is encouraging us to have faith in him, setting the outcome aside, and that he's going to be able to work for good through it. The example I will give. So I have faith that God's going to get this bill paid. That could play out a couple of different ways. You know, it could play out that a check comes in the mail that day that, Mm -hmm. that covers it. Wow. Miraculous. Thanks, God, for providing in that way. Doesn't always happen that way. Maybe it would happen with a new job. Maybe it would happen with, with a, a promotion or a pay raise. But maybe the outcome would be something out of left field that would be it doesn't get taken care of. God's provision comes in a different form, and God's provision is, hey, I'm using this to get your attention to let you know you need to limit your lifestyle mm. or you, you need to learn how to budget. You know, right. that's a different outcome. It's not the outcome we want, but God could be using this situation to shape us in the way that he wants us uh, to be shaped. And so faith, not in the outcome I want, but faith in God that he will use this situation to accomplish what he wants. I think that's super helpful. Well, thanks, Mike, so much for, again, all the effort that goes into these messages and preparing for these questions that I throw at you pretty much week in, week out. So <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> really, you do. It's really appreciate that. And thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our newest series on the Ridge University podcast channel. Had the privilege of sitting down to talk with Vivian Kincaid recently about how we can go about living a, a life of prayer. Vivian's a teacher here as well as a mentor to many at the Ridge. So be sure to check out that series and learn how you can grow and one of the most important things that you'll ever do. So Thanks again for being with us. We hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.